Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the running back position. So breaking down every single week nine matchup and labeling every fantasy relevant running back as a start or a sit. While you guys are watching, if you're enjoying the content, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring that bell so you guys get notified every time I make a post. And then I also have thumbnails down below if you guys just want to jump around to certain matchups. You know, maybe you just want to hear about your running backs. Totally fine. So you can find those down below. And if you have any questions, drop those in the comment section and I'll be responding to every single person. But let's start it off here with Thursday Night Football. We have the Jets traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. And for the Jets team, Michael Carter has earned the right to be a start this week. He has been balling out. He's gone up in points every single week from week three to week eight. And now with Zach Wilson out, we have White in at quarterback, and he has been targeting the running backs at an insane rate. Michael Carter is just being funneled targets, and right now he is the running back one for this team, and he is a very confident start moving forward, especially when he has that nice floor in the receiving game. His teammate out of the backfield, Ty Johnson, has put together you know back-to-back -back solid performances, but he's going to be a sit. You know they've been using the running backs so heavily in the past game. I just think it has to regress. And you know, Michael Carter is still going to be fantasy relevant because he's the number one, but Ty Johnson is just not keeping up in the carries and he's honestly not really keeping up with the targets. So he is going to be a sit in this matchup. On the other side with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, no brainer start. He is a guy who honestly has potential to be the overall running back one for the rest of the season. I expect Marlon Mack to be traded today at the trade deadline. So he's not on here. And then Naheem Hines is a sit. Just hasn't seen enough volume on the ground or in the air on a consistent basis to warrant being a start. Then we have a divisional game on Sunday between the Falcons and the Saints. And I'm going to be starting both of these Falcons running backs. Cordero Patterson continues to just be a lock in lineups. And Mike Davis, you know, coming off an abysmal week seven performance, played pretty well. You know, he was involved on the ground and in the air. It didn't get into the end zone and was still able to put up 10 plus points. So he's only had one week so far where he hasn't put up double digit points in PPR formats. So I guess you just got to continue to ride him. You know, do I love him as an RB2 on my team? Definitely not. But if he's my RB3, I know he is in one league. I don't feel great, but I don't feel terrible because the RB landscape is a little bit rough in terms of depth. On the other side, this is a no brainer. Alvin Kamara is a start. And if you do have Alvin Kamara on your team, I would recommend picking up Mark Ingram. He is the clear handcuff there, but he's going to be a sit. He's just not going to get enough work. Then we've got the Broncos traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And on this Broncos side, I'm actually going to be sitting both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. This is not an easy Cowboys defense to go up against. And if they're going to be splitting carries dead evenly, I'm not trying to guess, you know, which guy is going to get into the end zone because that's really what you're doing. They don't get enough work to put together nice fantasy performances unless they're able to score. And that's just not something I want to rely upon. On the other side with the Cowboys, this is pretty obvious. Zeke is a locked in start in your lineup. And Tony Pollard, he's going to get his work, but he's just not going to get enough volume to be a solid start in your lineup. So he is on the bench. Moving on to the Patriots-Panthers game, I'm going to be starting at Damian Harris. Even though the Patriots continue to use three running backs every single game, you know whether it's Harris, Bolden, and Taylor, or Harris, Bolden, or Stevenson, Harris is still getting a solid amount of work on the ground, so I do trust him in my lineups. 
And then I'm going to be sitting a Brandon Bolden. Some weeks he's the receiving back. Other times he's just totally not involved. No consistency there. And then I didn't even put J.J. Taylor or Ramondre Stevenson on this graphic because they just flip-flop in terms of who's active. And they're going to get touches, but not enough where you want them in your lineup. Then on this Panther side, I still think Chuba Hubbard is a solid start. We are seeing Amir Abdullah get more and more involved in this offense. It's clear they like him, and he's definitely the number two right now. It's definitely not Royce Freeman. You've got Chuba, and then it's Amir Abdullah, but still just not enough volume to be a start. Then we have a nice matchup here between the Vikings and the Ravens. For the Vikings, this is clear cut. Delvin Cook in your lineup, Madison on the bench. For the Ravens, I just can't trust any of these guys. It's a full-on committee with Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell. You could throw Tyson Williams in there. So, you know, whoever scores the touchdown is going to end up having a nice fantasy day. I'm just not trying to guess which guy is going to get into the end zone. We have a divisional game between the Browns and the Bengals. For the Browns side, Nick Chubb is a start. Didn't have a big game in his return from that calf injury, but that's what happens when he doesn't get into the end zone. I think he can bounce back and is still a guy you have to have locked in your lineup. His backup, Dearness Johnson, did get into the end zone in week eight. He just didn't see enough touches for me to really trust him. You know, he's definitely not taking over that full Kareem Hunt workload. So he's on the bench. And then on the other side with Joe Mixon, I talked about him in last week's video as a player who may potentially be trending down. But I said, don't trade him now because I do want to see the usage in this Jets game because, you know, he's coming off an injury. They could just be easing him back. I loved what I saw out of Joe Mixon. He had every single carry out of that backfield. He also had a large percentage of the running back targets and he had a snap share over 70%. So Joe Mixon is looking great for the rest of the season and is a locked in start and his backup Samaje Pirine. All the stuff I said about Mixon, that is not good news for Pirine. So he is on the bench. Then it's going to be the Bills traveling to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. And this Bills backfield is really tough to read. You know, traditionally, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are fairly even in terms of carries. You have Singletary getting more involved in the receiving game. Zach Moss more involved in those red zone opportunities. Last week, it was Moss being the number one receiving back. Devin Singletary still wasn't getting that red zone work. So in this game against the Jaguars, the Bills are likely going to go up early. They could be running the ball a lot to end the game. And I think they're going to be doing that with Zach Moss. So he gets the edge over Singletary. Moss is the start. Singletary is the sit. Here with the Jaguars, I'm honestly just going to be starting whatever running back is the RB1 for this game. If James Robinson is healthy and is going to play, he's a start. If James Robinson is out, then I'm totally fine rolling with Carlos Hyde because we know how much Urban Meyer loves to shove Carlos Hyde into the game and give him a ton of touches that he really does not deserve. So if Robinson is out, I do think Carlos Hyde is a decent play. Then we've got the Texans traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. And even though the Texans traded Mark Ingram, this backfield is still a disaster. Lindsey Burkhead and David Johnson are all sits. You know, there was a league where I'm very desperate for running backs. And so once I saw Ingram was traded to the Saints, I went out, picked up, I went out, picked up David Johnson. I wasn't expecting big things, but I definitely wasn't expecting his snap share to plummet from what we've already seen. Basically, they lose a running back and David Johnson gets even less work. So basically, all these guys are droppable. I guess you could throw a shot at Lindsey or Burkhead, but I think the Texans have been very clear. This is a full-on committee, really in every sense of the word. 
So I just want to avoid all of these guys. On the other side with the Dolphins, they're going to do weird stuff as well. Also a committee, but we do have Miles Gaskin just getting the most amount of work a few weeks in a row. So even though he's not a huge high upside play and he's not super consistent, the way the running backs are looking right now, I still think, you know, he's probably a back end RB2 option, which means he is a start. Next up, it's the Raiders Giants game for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs has this weird thing going on. You know, the coach comes out, says he has a chest injury. Then Josh Jacobs goes on social media, says, you know, why are you lying? I don't have a chest injury. Very weird situation here. If Josh Jacobs is playing, he's going to be a start. I don't love him because he's very touchdown reliant, but still someone that you should have in your lineup. If for some reason Josh Jacobs is out, then Kenyon Drake would definitely bump up from a sit to a start. But if Jacobs is in the lineup, Drake is on the bench. Then for this Giants team, basically I'm rolling with whoever the RB1 is. If Saquon happens to come back, you know, apparently it's possible, then he's a start and Booker's a sit. If Saquon is out once again, Booker has filled in fairly well in that slot and he will be a start. Chargers-Eagles is up next. And for the Chargers, no-brainer, Austin Eckler's a start. You don't have to worry about anyone else. This Eagles backfield is a lot more confusing. I ended up going with Boston Scott as a start. Really, all I know here is that you can't trust Kenneth Gainwell after his performance here in week eight. Not even his performance, just the lack of opportunity. He finished with 13 carries, but those were all in garbage time. You know, he was involved in so few of the real offensive snaps. Those all went to Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. I ended up just giving a slight edge to Boston Scott because he has more experience on this team. We saw Jordan Howard called up to the roster, whereas Boston Scott had been dressing for games. He just really wasn't getting in. So even though they had almost identical stat lines, I did give the edge to Boston Scott. Then we have one of the best games of the week here between the Packers and the Chiefs. For the Packers, Aaron Jones locked in start. A.J. Dillon has seen a pretty nice role. I just still do not trust him. He's not going to be getting that receiving work. And once again, like I mentioned for a lot of these backups, you're banking on a touchdown. And that's just not something I like to do in these committees. On the Chiefs side, I think a lot of people coming into Monday would have expected Daryl Williams to just be a locked-in start, assuming CEH is still out. But then we see on Monday Night Football, Derek Gore was very, very involved. This is definitely looking more like a committee with CEH out, and I'm just not really trusting either of these guys, especially considering the fact that I think it's very likely the Packers could go up early, and the Chiefs are going to need to throw the ball a lot. I'm not sure that Chiefs defense is going to be able to contain the Packers, especially if they're getting Devontae Adams back, which they definitely should. So I'm just going to be avoiding this Chiefs backfield. Then we've got a divisional game between the Cardinals and the 49ers, and it's just going to be starts all across the board. I'm starting Connor and Edmonds. They both have their own roles, and they've both been very successful. James Connor's the red zone guy. Chase Edmonds is going to get the receiving work and some carries as well. They've both been producing, so if it's not broken, we are not going to fix it. For the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell is just the clear-cut workhorse. Apparently, Jeff Wilson could return to practice this week, so if he comes back, he could limit the touches of Elijah Mitchell, but I do think he's slated to return later on into November. So for now, Elijah Mitchell's role as the workhorse in this offense should be pretty locked in, and for however long he's the workhorse, he is going to be a great start. Then we've got some Sunday night football here between the Titans and the Rams. On the Titans side, just horrible news that Derrick Henry is likely going to be out for the season. If not out for the season, you know, up until maybe like week 17, week 18, 
just really rough news. But you know, for fantasy, I think we gotta be going with Jeremy McNichols as a start because we know he has that receiving role and he's likely going to be getting some of the carries. We did see the Titans signed Adrian Peterson, but he's gonna be new to this team. I don't think they're just gonna throw him out there and give him a huge workload. So if we are going with a running back, it's McNichols. Do I love it? Definitely not. But I do think, you know, he could be a suitable flex play and Peterson's going to be on the bench for the Rams. This is a no-brainer. Daryl Henderson has been a beast and he is staying in lineups. And then his backup, Sony Michelle, is a sit. Then the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Bears traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Assuming David Montgomery is still out, Khalil Herbert is the guy there. It is not Damian Williams. Herbert, the rookie, has taken over with Montgomery out. So he's a start, you know, assuming Montgomery is not able to go. And then on the other side, just another no-brainer here. Like some of the other guys I've mentioned, Najee Harris, there's no way you're benching him. Just an absolute beast. He is in your lineups. But that is going to wrap it up for my running back start sits. If you guys enjoyed this video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ask me anything down below. I'm also going to be posting my wide receiver start sits later today. So look out for that. Thank you guys again, and I'll see you next time.